tonight, only on Disney+. Plus. My name is Taylor. Welcome to the Eras Tour. Experience Taylor Swift's record-breaking Eras Tour. Swift Vieira's Tour, Taylor's version, with four additional acoustic songs. Streaming tonight only on Disney+. Plus. Welcome to ABG, Asian Boss Girl, a podcast for the modern-day Asian-American woman. I'm Janet. I'm Mel. I'm Anna. And I'm Amy. Finding love through our podcast is something I thought Jen and I would find. Um, a lot of our friends joke around asking if anyone has slid through our DMs or if listeners have sent potential matches to us, and the answer is no. However, it does look like some of our guests are having better luck finding love through our podcast than we are. If you remember episode 66 and episode 68, we brought on our good friend Anna Lee to talk through her coming out story. What we later found out was that another AVG listener... Amy really connected with Anna's story and made her move. So today in the month of love, we are very excited to bring on Anna and Amy to share their love story with us. Please welcome to the Asian Boss Girl podcast, Amy and Anna. Welcome. I am super excited to have you both on the podcast. And I feel like your episode really resonated with a lot of listeners. Obviously resonated with Amy to be like, hey girl, hey. Um, and obviously, Anna, you know, we're friends, so I feel like I got to kind of hear a little bit about, you know, how this um, relationship came to fruition. Um, but, you know, I'm pretty sure our listeners and Janet, wants they want to hear the juicy details. So, again, Anna, you shared so much of it with me firsthand. Um, Amy, I know you started following Anna on Instagram around six months before anything really happened, right? So initially, what made you follow her on IG? And was it more of a friendship connection? Like, what was it? Um, this is so hard to explain, and I feel like there's so <laughs> much to it. But um, long story short, uh, I really did resonate with her story. I think a majority of it came from um, just similar backgrounds. Um, so I grew up Christian, and I grew up in a very uh, conservative Korean family as well, um, with a lot of Koreans near me so all my friends were Korean Mm. as well and so the topic of sexuality never really um, I was never introduced to it fully or even um, I didn't have any knowledge beyond my oh okay the heterosexual norm and gender norms Mm. that were placed onto me as a child and as a Korean American woman uh, from an immigrant family but um During that time, I was actually questioning myself for a couple of years, but um, I actually went to Christian college um, before, and I didn't really, I I shut down the questions, and I was like, okay, you know what, these are just questions from me sinning or other things like that, and and so um, after I did transfer out um, to a liberal college, I took a class on LGBTQIA+, um, and I think all the readings I had, all the assignments I had in that class, and even the professors, um, she was just amazing, and she seemed like a mentor to me, and it really opened up my eyes on all the gender norms and compulsory heterosexuality um, that I really didn't even realize. During that time, ABG came out with a podcast on coming out and stories um, about coming out, and so um, I listened to it, and her story just... It was just filled with so much um, confidence and she was so vulnerable in sharing her story with uh, the public. And so I wanted to get to know her more and see what her daily life was like. (laughs) And um, Mm -hmm. she just seemed like such a powerful, positive and strong, independent woman, especially in the queer community. And I really resonated with her story and also how... Um, she accepted her truth in the light of Christianity. I think that was really important to me and that opened up a lot of doors and a lot of uh, thinking processes and introspection as well. Oh my God. I love that you basically like fell for her story 
and her like personality essentially because you had no it was not kind of the anything that was like super um surface um so that's was was the attraction initial like attraction or was it more like oh I want to just get to know her because of her story I think for me I wanted to get to know her more um and the attraction was there I it was like oh my gosh she sounds so so attractive mm. <laughs> her voice was so attractive and and uh we were actually talking about this yesterday and um I actually mentioned to her hey like I didn't even know how you looked like I just I initially just was so attracted to your story and I wanted to get to know you more mm-hmm. that's so sweet <laughs> well you didn't see her photo on the thumbnail uh, the not the first mm. one. We actually went back. Oh my god! Sorry, she remembered that. Yeah, that is insane. I didn't remember that. This is. I'm also hearing Amy's side of the story for the first time because I just seen. I just hear Anna's side, which I will talk about later. Uh, but yeah. Okay, so Amy, you hear Anna's story on our podcast. Um, what was your next move? Did you followed her on Instagram? Did you send out a DM or? What was the uh, first interaction like? I actually don't remember uh, too clearly, um, but I followed her and I think she posted something on about AOC and I'm a huge fan of AOC and she's one of um, the women uh, that I look up to and I think that's how we started to talk I'm not really too sure and um, I remember she she didn't reply to me six months after I mean she only replied to me six months after mm, I don't okay really hold remember. on <laughs> hold on I, I don't know I, <laughs> I think I I blocked it off from my memory all right all right but Anna do you want to take that away yeah let's hear your side of the story sure, Anna. sure. yes because I, I remember very clearly. Really?-ish, <laughs> yes. Uh, but, um, well, like, after the podcast um, episode that uh, that I did with y'all, um, like, I, I got a lot of DMs. Like, it was, it was really awesome. Just a lot of people who, you know, resonated with the story or, um, you know, said thanks, which I really appreciated. And I just thought that was really so sweet. And so when Amy DM'd me, I knew that she was, like, a... I knew she probably found me from the podcast, but she mm-hmm. DM'd me about like AOC and it was like this like very like kind of obscure, like, oh my gosh, I love that you post about AOC and I love that um you uh like listen to her and something. So it was like very platonic or <laughs> like or just like mm. I couldn't tell if it was like one thing or another. And mm. so I just kind of bulk that into like, oh, okay, she probably like was a listener of the pod and I was like oh yeah like hey like I, I love AOC and I think it, it was it, it, like we didn't really leave it open to any discussion mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just kind of responded with like a hey thanks and like yeah she's great <laughs> um, and then like fast forward this happened in like August I want to say and then mm-hmm. fast forward to like April ish like between that time you know, after the pod, I think I made it very clear, like, oh, I would like to date an Asian girl. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, I always thought, like, oh, wow, wouldn't it be a cool story to meet someone after the pod? But, like, that would never happen. Like, you know, like, like life isn't like a, a fairy tale like that. Um, mm-hmm. But I did notice um, that this, like, cute redhead Korean girl <laughs> was, um, like, looking at my stories. Mm-hmm. And then I had connected to the, the dots and... Um, it was funny because I knew at one point she her profile was public, but then when I went to go like look at more photos of her other than like the one that I saw, you know, um, it was private. So I was like, hmm, I've never done this before either. Like, and I was like, hmm, maybe I should just follow her <laughs> and request <laughs> that I follow her and see what happens, you know? Because like I was mm-hmm. curious. I was like, I- I'm not sure if she's like, I don't know, like she's probably not queer, but like. She looks cute on my end, so maybe I'll try it out. Mm. So I requested, and then, like, the next day, she, like, accepted, and I was like, oh, cool. Mm. <laughs> so I was, like, looking at her photos. I was, like, you know, doing the, that, like, investigative, like, IG stalking <laughs> of, like, ooh, like, mm-hmm. do you do I think she's queer? Do I think she's not? Um, and then I was like, oh, you know, like, I thought she was really cute, like, really, mm-hmm. really cute. Um and and so I I I planted a seed on my stories, 
um, where I made a post. Like I knew that she lived based on her stories. I knew that she lived on the East Coast. I, I assumed New York. Mm-hmm. And um, I really like New York bagels. Like when I'm in New York, I try to get as many bagels as possible. <laughs> and so I like put in my story like, hey, does anyone have any good recommendations for bagels from New York? I'm looking to order some during like quarantine you know wait time out question uh-huh. you were not going to new york you were still in california <laughs> this on your story yeah 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 yeah. it was like very pointed <laughs> yeah that's a like, genius you know, seed to plant gonna... <laughs> i'm gonna throw a line and see if it works and the uh-huh. next day she responded oh so she took the bait no. <laughs> she took the bait okay modern day dating <laughs> she took the bait and then i was like oh, okay cool 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 you know um uh-huh. and then we like talk we like kind of exchanged a few you know conversations over stories and then um i think through that like i started seeing her stories and i noticed she has like really cute nieces and so i started responding to her about her nieces and i think that's like how we started talking we just started talking about our nieces um mm-hmm. and then at this point i was like I was like, wow, like, I think she's really cute. We're kind of talking. Cool. But, you know, also, like, I still, there's, like, still a lot of unknowns. Like, I don't know if she's queer. She's clearly Christian because I saw her tagged photo. She was tagged in, like, her uh, Christian school. So, mm-hmm. like, I knew that. <laughs> Dude, you freaking, you dug. Anna. I dug deep. I dug deep. Um, and then we started talking about her sisters. And Amy, like, mentioned something about how, like, she like wanted to be like a good role model for her niece or her not her not her sisters her nieces um and how she like wanted them to grow up in like like you know just like uh, awareness about different things Mm. and i kind of was like hmm how do i how do i use this to like figure out you know she's Mm. queer and i was like oh um it sounds like you grew up like in the church like is that is that right and then I remember the date, like, when I, like, threw out that line and I was waiting, mm-hmm. like, Amy didn't respond for, like, maybe, like, a day, mm. I think. Uh-huh. <laughs> and I remember thinking, like, oh, I, like, I pushed a little too hard. Like, it's probably she probably thinks it's weird that, like, a stranger is asking this. Mm-hmm. And then I remember I was at the dog park with Rue and I, like, see her respond. And she says something about, like, yeah, like, I, I'm, like, I really want my nieces to to grow up like being exposed to things especially because like I've been questioning Mm, and I was like I immediately texted my friend V our friend V and I was like yo Uh V you'll never guess what happened (laughs) I was like I've been DMing this girl and (laughs) she now just came out to me (laughs) like I'm like sweating at the dog park (laughs) usually I'm like very social but I'm like not talking to anyone um and then we just kind of started talking from there and yeah, and we we set up, you know, me being, I'm very forward and I'm very extroverted. So mm-hmm. I took that as like a, this is a now or never thing. <laughs> uh-huh. And I think in that same conversation, I gave Amy my number and I was like, wow. hey, like, you know, if you, yeah, and like, granted, I've never, never done anything like this before, you know? And so I, I, part of it was just like, I was thinking like, oh yeah, if she's, you know, grew up in the church and she's also questioning, then she must like we're very rare in the world Mm -hmm. i feel like and so Mm -hmm. um i think just being offering myself as a source um of uh you know connection i think like i I was thinking like i would like that Mm -hmm. and then selfishly i was like yeah and i think she's really cute so yo i'm not gonna lie i did the same thing (laughs) so i understand i understand yeah it's funny to get the details of the story because i also had a third party perspective because I'm over here, so Anna and I are running our Korean drama club together, and so we'll be on calls, and she's like, and I would text Anna about dating, because I was just like, oh, this guy sucks, and I would just talk about it, and she's like, oh, so there's this girl, so uh, she's so cute, she's like, she's an ABG listener, I was like, what? I was like, what's going on? <laughs> and so obviously when I hear like a listener might have reached out, I was like, oh, it was really cool, and then she told me the story. And so what I heard on my end, Amy, you probably did not hear this before. No. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Anna's like, we're talking, but I don't know if this is just platonic. Like, I, she was, like, very, like, I'm confused. And she, Anna, I think at this point, Anna, you guys already, like, transitioned to, like, talking on the phone maybe. You know, like, maybe some video calls, which I, like, you know. And then you're like, yeah, we, like, chat. But, like, I don't know what, I don't know what it is. Like, you had no idea. And I was very invested oh, yeah. to finding out if Amy liked you or not. 
And I also remember a time where I think at this time you guys weren't dating and I thought Anna did the smoothest thing and I was like, dang. So I don't know what it was a Friday night. Amy was out in New York with her friends, maybe at some like Korean bar. Anna freaking called the bar or the restaurant and sent a bottle of soju over to Amy's table. Wow. And I was like, I mean, if she don't read into, she don't think that you're interested or interested in that. I don't, I, she must be dumb. But like, <laughs> I thought that was the smoothest thing. Oh my gosh, I'm learning so many new things. I forgot about that, <laughs> that about the sending of the soju. I forgot about that. That's a good reminder. Yeah, so and, and um, the server, who was my friend, he said, oh yeah, like some girl called and said that this was from Myeolmang, which was um, the drama that we were watching on Soulmates. Mm. And that was Ho Ingook's uh, main character's name. And I was like, huh, who, who is that? Wait, who would send a bottle like that? And then uh, a few seconds after, I found out, oh my gosh, it must be Anna. And I was just like, oh my goodness. <laughs> and so I actually want to know more about, like, how did you guys go from, like, because it found, sounded like you guys are becoming really good friends. Mm-hmm. So how did it escalate from a friendship, like an online friendship to a real romance and, like, a relationship? Like, what was the mm-hmm. confession? Like... You know, we want yeah. the confession is the best part of a K drama, so we want to know that. <laughs> for me, uh, personally, I think um, for me to actually feel romantic relationship or romantic attraction to someone, I need to fully have deep conversations with them and have that connection. And so, um, I mm-hmm. think I felt um, I felt some sort of romantic feelings when we were we would get into these deep conversations and about sexuality and about Christianity and um, she actually sent me um, a long text message about uh, just uh, the deep conversation we were having but at the end she wrote oh um, you can reach out to me anytime I'm here for you and that meant a lot for me and that just felt like oh oh my goodness so I initially wanted to get to know her more, um, but I started developing some sort of romantic feelings for her. But uh, we, at this time in the beginning, we'd never met each other before, so it was just all through text or uh, social media or FaceTime, and um, I, I was like, oh, okay, <laughs> like. I don't know how to really navigate through this, especially because I'm not someone who mm. initiates, mm. oh, I like you. I never, I'm never comfortable uh, saying that first. And I, I'm really bad at flirting. <laughs> and so that's probably why it seemed platonic and I seemed confusing. But uh, yeah, it's, it's really cool to hear uh, this other side and other perspective on uh, the beginning of our relationship. Yeah. Yeah. And so, yeah. Amy, I feel you on that. I am just like you. I'm like, I'm, I'm not someone who takes initiative with flirting. I generally like the other person to take the lead. And I definitely know that I probably come off platonic as well in the past. Um, but how, like, was there an actual formal... DTR conversation like defining the relationship or like how how did it then you know navigate to to the romantic grounds uh well for me like we had one FaceTime call and uh, where we like it was like right after I gave Amy my number we had scheduled the time to chat and then we you know did like formal intros or whatnot um and I remember I got off the phone and I booked a flight to New York wow that same night and then I like texted my friends, um, my friends Hector and Tim, and I was like, "Hey, I'm gonna be in New York. I really want to meet this girl because uh, I want to see if like there's anything yeah. there. You guys should come." And then like the next morning, I texted Amy and I was like, "Hey, just FYI, my friends and I planned a trip to New York." <laughs> um, I also have done that before, so I see the similarities in this conversation. Yeah, yeah. There's half like you know. But okay, so you booked the trip to New so York. So booked the okay. trip, and then so we we had the Facetime call in like May, and the trip was in July. So in between then, we were like texting, mm-hmm. um, and the entire time though, I really was not sure how Amy felt. Mm-hmm. I I I went into it. I remember telling everyone, all of my friends, I was like, "Yeah, I think this could be platonic. I think she just it's like because like." I'm a lot older than Amy, like, and she heard me on a podcast. It's probably, like, some, 
like mentor, you know, type of thing. And so I wasn't sure, like literally until the moment we met. And even then I wasn't really sure. Um, uh-huh. But basically we, I made the trip out to New York. Um, we had decided to meet. Um, I was staying in the city. Amy lives in Jersey. And so she actually came out um, to the city uh, to meet uh, me. But she brought two of her friends <laughs> to this dinner that we had. I see that there's like this, the running theme of, you know, like, is this a date or is this just like a friend hangout? Yeah. You guys both have your friends that are also there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and for me, too, like, I think going into it, I was like, oh, you know, like if, if it's not a romantic thing, that's OK, mm-hmm. too. Um, mm-hmm. uh, but, you know, my hopes were that it would be. And, and the, the first flag that I was like, oh, maybe this isn't was like she brought her friends. Yeah. Um, and so um basically that evening we had dinner in the city and then we actually went back to jersey because unbeknownst to me amy had planned this whole outing with like all of her friends because she wanted them to meet me and so it was like 20 of her friends we were at this like pocha in jersey um and then my good friends like hector and tim came out to jersey and so it was like all of us and that was like very very interesting to me and like i think i'll I'll touch on it later but like just to see that our like friends interact Mm. like my closest friends and her closest friends like interact in the same same um Mm -hmm. night and like have fun was like just that was like huge for me and i was like wow i really like this girl and mm-hmm. um, that that you know we we got some drinks in, in us, and I think that like loosened our nerves a little bit. Um, and there was a moment I remember the moment where we were sitting next to each other, um, and I was like making a joke about something, and Amy like grabbed my hand, like interlocking hand, my her fingers <gasps> with mine. That kind, not like a platonic, mm-hmm. you know, fingers on each side <laughs> thing. Um, and I was like, oh maybe but even then i was like yeah i don't know if this i don't know for sure um but then when i went back home after that night my friends were awake waiting for me and they're like hey so amy told us she really likes you oh (laughs) that is a suave way to do it so amy like during dinner that or like during that night you had basically gone to anna's friends and 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 let them know so that they would pass the message on or that they knew that you were interested yeah i think um it's it's really hard for me to express how I feel, and I'm very shy. I'm completely opposite from um, being extroverted, so I'm very introverted. And it's uh, it was my first time meeting Anna, and I was extremely nervous that day. I remember on the bus to uh, the city, I was I had a car sickness, a motion sickness, and I <laughs> I immediately when we went out for dinner, I I ordered a cocktail, and that was. <laughs> a big, big mistake because I just proceeded to throw up. Oh no! Three times that night because I was just so nervous. I didn't eat anything that night. Um, but um, when I initially, when I first met her, um, I realized how open she was and how she basically led mm-hmm. uh, the conversation, and it wasn't awkward at all because I, I, I brought my two friends thinking, okay, maybe like. It'll be awkward, so <laughs> I'll just bring them yeah. along with me. And um, I didn't even realize how um, that might have come off to mm. her. And at that at that moment, uh, I really didn't know whether or not she was into me. And so I was just riding along and see how mm. it went. And um, it, it was a very memorable night. <laughs> <laughs> I actually remember when I... Cause I okay, so... Sorry, a lot of memories are being jogged right now. Yeah. Anna texted me. She's like, I'll go to New York. I was like, oh, shit. And like, I understood exactly what you're doing because I totally have done that before. I would I totally have done that. Um, but when she, when she, I was like, so what happened? And then Anna goes, she likes me or just something like that. <laughs> it was like confirmed. We're like, yeah, so excited for her. And then, uh, then he's like, yeah, she told Hector and Tim. I was like, oh, okay, cool. <laughs> uh, but so ever since that moment happened, you guys said, I like, I mean, Anna heard, I like you. What turned from like, okay, was it like a moment where like, Anna, did you confirm? You're like, hey, I heard that you like me. Like, I guess like 
You know what I mean? How did I get over the middleman? Like, what did that, how happened, what happened there? Well, I think once, like, I knew, I got confirmation. Because for me, like, I I don't want to assume anything, right? And so when when Tim had told me that, I was like, oh, okay. So then I reached out to Amy um, again, because we were there for a couple more days, uh, part of that trip. And I was like, hey, Mm -hmm. um, hey, do you want to go on a date? Um, and and so I was just like a date, you know, like Mm. D-A-T. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Um, and and so to make it very clear, like, okay, this isn't like a platonic thing. Um, and so, and she said yes. And so that, like, Tuesday, I think it was in the middle of a hurricane, uh, but we had our first date. Oh, that's so sweet. I know. I I, I can't see Dina's face right now (laughs) because her camera's turned off, but I know she's fucking smiling. Um, I actually also heard that this is one of their best... Anna's best date. Oh, that's what wow. she told me. Yes. That this it's so it is a very very cute story, and I can definitely see how like um, because of the circumstances in which you guys you both met, and Amy being a little bit more shy, which I can definitely relate to. That it's hard to just get an understanding. Like, oh, are we both interested? Is she? In-? And in the moment though that you got confirmation, yeah. Anna, I like that you were like direct, and you're like, I want to make it very clear. This is a date. Do you want to go? <laughs> That is super cute. Yeah, yeah. I don't know about you, but it feels like a lot of my friends are now getting on that baby train. If you have a friend who is also expecting or have little ones still in diapers, I always recommend Pampers Swaddlers. With Pampers Swaddlers, you can also rest assured that this diaper will prevent up to 100% of leaks, even blowouts. Swaddlers has dual leak guard barriers at the legs to help protect where leaks happen most. And they have a blowout barrier, which is an innovative back pocket built into the diaper to help prevent those messy leaks up the back. Did you know that on average, babies will use up to 8,000 plus diapers before becoming potty trained? That is a lot. That's why Pampers Diaper Stash is the hottest baby gift for 2024. So give a gift to a loved one that says, we see you and we've got you. Pampers Diaper Stash is an online diaper fund that all parents with little ones will love. You can organize friends and family to contribute to a group gift of an online stockpile that never has to run out. Pampers Diaper Stash is great because it takes the guesswork out of choosing what size and how many diapers to gift. It's so easy to do, and it's the gift that always fits. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo Concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. So then you went on that date. And then afterwards, though, Anna, you had to fly home to Oakland. So you live in Oakland on one side of the country. And then Amy is... On the other side of the country, in New Jersey, how is it that you were able to develop a relationship um, and maintain this relationship so early on with such long distance? Um, So initially when she went back, uh, right before she went back home, um, I guess we DTR'd, uh, we defined the relationship, and we had different interpretations um, (laughs) about dating. So uh, she was really, really patient with me, and she um, told me uh, specifically and told me that that I was worth it and that she wanted, even though it was long distance, she wanted to continue, uh, I guess, dating me. And uh, she was very patient with me, especially because it was my first time with the woman, and um, I think I really respected her for that. Uh, She gave me the space I needed. But I thought that her talking about dating um, pertained to, okay, a monogamous monogamous relationship Mm -hmm. where we don't see anyone or we don't talk, we're not talking to anyone and we're just us two in the relationship. Um, But later on, I found out (laughs) when we actually did define the relationship where uh, we both said, okay, I can see you. I can see us being together long term. Uh, that's when I found out. Oh, so that's what you meant about dating. 
and um, she basically, yeah, you, well, you, you okay, so because <laughs> like there's two different terms, right? Like be like dating and being in a relationship, mm-hmm. and so for mm. me like I didn't want to put mm. Amy like we had only seen each other really for like a week and so I wanted to give I told Amy like hey like let's see how this goes like you let me know if this is like okay or if you you know f- don't feel comfortable or whatever just like let me know like we will we can be dating at this time mm. um mm. but Amy's interpretation was date of dating was like we're like in it to win it mm. you know um, exclusive yeah which which we were i mean granted like we were it's not like we were talking to anyone but i think my interpretation of it was like dating's like a little bit more casual and so if she wanted to opt out she could and it like it's like okay mm-hmm. like no love lost like you know um mm-hmm, we'll be okay mm-hmm. with that and so because the next time that i came i think it was like a month uh later that's when we that's when i was like hey so do you want to be like in a relationship and then she was like, wait, I thought we already were. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, so it, it was just like a small nuance thing, but it was really funny because it's not like we were seeing, neither one of us were seeing seeing anyone else, but mm-hmm. I think it was just more of like, you know, like that solidified like, hey, do you want to be my girlfriend or boyfriend? Like that thing. Yeah. Um, I I thought was happening later and she thought had happened, you know, <laughs> way back already. Yeah, so... Um, but it's, you know, granted, like that was, that was just like a, a small, uh, a small detail, but it, it was real, it was a funny conversation because I was like, Hey, so you want to be in a relationship? She's like, I thought we already were. And I was like, Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, we are, we are. <laughs> Thank goodness. There were no other, no other people involved like that. You guys were actually, were only yeah. seeing each oh, other. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. A little messy. Wait, so in that conversation, was that the conversation that you guys, I guess, became official, like each other's, yeah, like girlfriend? Yeah, that's I think when we decided. I mean, we we probably mentally decided <laughs> before, mm-hmm. and Amy decided a lot sooner. But, um, mm-hmm. That that conversation, I just wanted. I think for me, I just wanted to make sure, um, like we had that converse- yeah. conversation, and that she felt comfortable, like after some time, um, like dating, um, and so just to give her that space yeah in terms of maintaining the relationship though like i mean yeah i'm always chatting with anna and anna's like i'm going to jersey i'm being jersey i'm just like dang so do you guys like come up with a plan like okay i'm gonna go see you every so often like i guess how do you guys maintain this long distance relationship yeah so um i mean for me like work has been very really flexible and so i actually just Mm -hmm. came back from spending two months in jersey um and and so that was really nice and i think for us just like like next month amy is coming um amy was supposed to come like a couple months ago like after the trip that we had but some things happened but um you know i think both of us are pretty intentional on seeing each other um about every month or so um yeah i don't know amy how do we make this work (laughs) (laughs) oh well i think trust and communication i think Uh, We're both really good at communicating uh, whenever we feel um, a certain way. I think we uh, prioritize each other in in the way where we listen Mm -hmm. and uh, confidence in relationship uh, that we don't have to be next to each other 24-7 to make things right or make things work. And so it's still hard to get used to whenever she does leave. Um, it's really hard and the initial week is really hard to get used to but um, at the end of the day I think it's that end game goal like okay one day Mm. we're going to be together and uh, Mm. we're both in it for the long run and I think that just brings me so much confidence and Anna actually makes it so easy um, uh, for her flexibility in coming to Jersey and I hope to get there one day Um, and it's just a lot of trust that mm-hmm. trust and bonding and communication mm-hmm. uh, that's really the three key things that <laughs> helps us maintain our long distance relationship and yeah and it's also it also gives us our time to really prioritize mm-hmm. other aspects of our lives and really continue to grow mm-hmm. it reminds us of the boundaries we need to keep um, but at the same time, it shows shows me the strength in our relationship. Yeah. I wanted to also add, um, 
I think one thing you both do very well is that um, I think one time, this always, I feel like I learned through your relationship when I text Anna about random things. Like, oh, hey, are you free tonight? And she's like, I can't. I'm doing a date night with Amy. And she's like, I was like, oh. And she, I was like, I knew at the time she was in Oakland and Amy's in Jersey. I was like, well, what are you both doing? And Anna's like, oh, we're gonna doing a we're doing a paint and drink night together. And I was like, Aww. you guys find really creative ways to kind of stay connected. Like mm-hmm. the fact that you guys can do like these date activities, but from different parts of the world, I feel like you make it very interesting and engaging. Yeah, Amy's Amy's really good at that. Like she she planned that whole thing, and we like door dashed each other food and um, and like <laughs> just Facetimed each other. Um, yeah, and I think I think just like. That's one thing that I learned, I think, because in my previous relationships, I feel like I was very, like, attached or, like, I felt very dependent on the other person. But I feel like with Mm. Amy, because, you know, I think distance is one, like, physical factor. But I think another thing is, like, Amy's so Mm -hmm. good at, like, reminding me. You know, I I consider Amy, like, she's, like, very consistent, right? Like, I think, um, Mm. you know, I I don't have to question her motives or, like, how she feels about me because, like, she makes it very clear Mm. Um, and I feel very grateful that like she does she doesn't play games, you know, and, and I think that's mm-hmm. like one of the things that really attracted me to her. Like she's very genuine. And like if she's not responding to me, it's because she's busy. Like she's actually physically doing something. She's not yeah. ignoring mm-hmm. me or anything. I don't have to think about that or worry about that. And I think that really helps. And so she's helped me feel very secure in our relationship. And um, I know that despite, you know, both of our busy lives, like separate from each other like we Mm -hmm. she values like our our life together too and so um i also yeah i feel very privileged that like we were able to spend two whole months together um like i think that's very rare to be able to do you know especially when you're working full-time and um have school and whatnot and but um i i feel very lucky because i think we got a lot out of that like our foundation uh we really Mm. built a lot on top of that so I know, Anna, I just want to kind of pivot the conversation really quickly, but thank you so much for sharing. I totally agree. I'm smiling because, like, obviously, like, you're my really good friend. To see you have such a, like, a very supportive partner makes me really happy. Um, But, uh, and I know um, you guys shared this earlier, and, you know, being a previous guest on our podcast, you shared in that episode how it was actually very difficult for you to come out to your parents. Um, Now that you're in this relationship with Amy, did you tell them about this significant person yeah so i think that's been like the biggest positive surprise change that i've personally gotten out of this like um i told my family um and my sister about amy and like their reaction has been like just so so positive like my dad he like talks to amy like they've met on facetime a couple times like you know, we've talked about when she comes out here, the fact that she plays like golf and tennis, my dad's like really excited and he wants to play that with her. And um, I think my mom, like, um, you know, my mom is a little bit less on the outwardly enthusiastic side, but she knows like Amy exists and like I have photos of her on my desk and, you know, and like Mm. I I definitely, and when I talk about Amy, she's like, she asks questions and, um, and things like that. And then the, the best surprise has been I think a reaction from is from my sister um who's you know I think I talked about in my last podcast like she she was Mm -hmm. very resistant but she's been so like welcoming of Amy and um has like talked to her (laughs) like she like always asks like how Amy's doing um and just like yeah it it just feels like a, a 180 shift um and I think I think, like, a big part of that is, like, they see Amy, you know, and they see how, like, kind and genuine and sweet she is. And, like, I think my, my family's just excited that I, I get to, you know, be with someone who's who's so genuine. And I think my sister's, like, really excited to for that, too. And, um, yeah, looking forward to meeting her and whatnot. Aw, I love that. That makes my heart so happy. <laughs> <laughs> and what about you, Amy? Um, so you had mentioned that Anna is your first uh, romantic relationship with a woman um, and you know uh, going into the relationship you were kind of coming from a place of questioning if you don't mind sharing um, what has it been like with your family dynamic and has Anna met your family um, yes uh, Anna actually came over for um, Thanksgiving but oh. I'm not officially out to my family yet mm-hmm. um, and the time will come but I plan to take all the necessary time needed mm-hmm. for me to 
process it um, and I don't initially what I wanted to do was rush myself and I was constantly thinking about ways oh, how should mm. I come out to my family mm -hmm. but I realized I shouldn't really force that upon myself mm -hmm. um, and I think I need to take all the time that I need um, and I have I'm not very fearful in their reaction. Mm -hmm. um, I'm grateful and I'm, I'm very grateful for my family, for my loving family, um, to be confident that, in that they wouldn't abandon me. Um, I think I'm just initially scared of feeling the disappointment, quote unquote, if that's possible. Right, right. But it, it takes time. Yeah. And eventually one day I hope to get there yeah. and I hope to be accepted by mm -hmm. my family <laughs> because they mean so much. <laughs> yeah, thank you for sharing that, Amy. I think it's wonderful though that you were able to introduce Anna to them. So they, they have met her and then you take your time in, in how you want to kind of share the other parts of, of your identity with your family. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, it's, it's honestly been a journey and um, initially, I just wanted my family to know because a part of me felt felt horrible. Um, it doesn't feel right for us to hide our relationship, especially um, with family. Fortunately, um, Anna was very accepting and she's very patient with me mm -hmm. and my coming out process. And um, I've come, I've came out to my friends, and they're luckily they're very accepting and they they love Anna and they're so happy for me. And um, it wasn't, it was just genuinely like, oh, okay. I, I told a couple of my good girlfriends at a bar in New York mm -hmm. and we were peeing together. <laughs> and I was like, okay, yeah. Um, and this was when Anna was in the city of the first time she came. And it was just me and a couple of my girlfriends and we were, I was peeing on the toilet and I was like, okay, yeah, guys, I, I like Anna. And they're like, okay, okay, like we know that, but can you just like hurry up and pee? And they've been so accepting, <laughs> which I'm very grateful for. Well, Amy, thanks for sharing. Um, yeah, I was just very curious because like, um, I mean, I hear from Anna, obviously again, like I hear a lot of stuff from Anna and she's always saying, she's like, I'm at Amy's, I'm at Amy's. I'm just, and I was always curious, like, I wonder if her family also knows because if she's spending so much time with you and... I would they be curious or just like, oh, who's this girl that's always here? Yeah, um, I, I think they do have a, a sense or they do know, mm -hmm. um, but they, I think they're just taking the time for themselves to actually officially ask me about these things mm -hmm. and these questions about my sexuality, um, especially because um, coming from an immigrant family, we we didn't really share mm -hmm. and a single parent um so i just lived with my mom and my brother and it's just been us three for a while now and and so we never officially had deep conversations until mm -hmm. a couple of years mm -hmm. ago and so i hope one day uh, i'll be able to share this wonderful journey and part to my family yeah, yeah. i think it's amazing because i also feel like um, I think in some ways too, like I think I shared in the episode with Anna and the earlier one, I also have a relative who, um, he never formally came out to our family, but we always just had an idea. Um, but I never thought it was his, like, I didn't think, I never thought he owed us an explanation or had to like do that. Mm -hmm. It's more like if you ever wanted to, you're fine. But I think for me, like, um, as uh, he's actually my uncle, I, I am his niece. Mm -hmm. I just wanted to, for myself, just kind of directly ask that question, like, years after having inklings but I think again like mm -hmm. being his niece I would never expect that to be a thing he needs to do so I think for you it's just like whatever feels right and comfortable like there's no need for explanations if it's just like, like you don't owe anyone anything mm -hmm. you know thank yeah. you but it's whatever you feel All right, ABGs, there are some things we should leave behind in 2021, like having to go to the pharmacy to pick up birth control in person. 
In 2022, you can get your birth control online, prescribed, and delivered for free with The Pill Club. The Pill Club carries over 120 FDA-approved brands and ships to all 50 states. Most brands of birth control are free with insurance or Medicaid. Otherwise, prices start as low as $7 per month without insurance. The Pill Club delivers birth control to your door for free and discreet packaging along with fun self-care gifts and goodies. Right now, when you go to thepillclub.com ABG, the Pill Club is offering a $10 donation to bedsire.org for every Asian Boss Girl listener who becomes a patient. Your donation will help low-income individuals get access to birth control through bedsider.org. That's thepillclub.com ABG to get your first birth control care package and donate to help more women in need of affordable birth control. Remember, thepillclub.com ABG. You must use the link to make a donation. Well, Amy, again, thank you so much for sharing. I think there's a lot of love in this relationship that we could totally tell. Um, I guess, you know, to get a little more serious, you know, what has been the hardest thing about navigating this relationship? Uh, the hardest, um, I guess, as I mentioned previously, I have a very hard time of expressing my feelings, even though I genuinely love that uh, deep connection and deep conversations. It's really hard for me to... Uh, process what I'm thinking um, mm. immediately. So I am a, I am someone who needs a time to process uh, my thoughts and my feelings. And so I think whenever I am feeling down or whenever I'm feeling um, sad or any type of way, it's just really hard for me to express it um, immediately. <laughs> and so um, I'm sure I'm still learning how to communicate better on my end and learning how to accept help and learning how to be dependent or learning how to be dependent when I need it. Mm. And also, I found it really hard for me in the beginning to date an extrovert, especially mm. because I'm a huge introvert. Most of my friends are introverts and this was my first time being with someone who is an extrovert. And so... I'm just learning through her spontaneous ways of um, just holding up a conversation with anyone. <laughs> and um, yeah, it's, it's beautiful. I'm learning through my experience with her and constantly this relationship is allowing me to grow and mm -hmm. find different aspects to my personality and what I like. And it's, it's just really nice and I'm learning new things. I love that. I can definitely relate to you as well on the taking time to process your emotions and being introverted and how I can only imagine, like I have also dated extroverted personalities in the past and it does, um, it's a good compliment, you know, so I'm really happy to hear that this is a relationship where you feel like you're getting a lot of like personal development out of. Yeah, and, and it's it's really funny because every time I listen to ABG, I always, I told Anna, like, oh my gosh, I resonate with Janet so much. Oh. <laughs> it's an INFJ thing. It is. Oh my God, you're also an INFJ. Yes. Yes. <laughs> and Anna, how about you? Um, I think for me, like, distance is definitely um, hard, I think, because like mm. my love language is quality time and so i think for me i mean i think we we have gotten creative about how we spend quality time together um but like physically um being together is is or not being together is really hard i think it's also too like um amy's just has like so much going on in her life and i think like for it it feels really sucky for me to not like be able to like be there to support her or like physically or like things like that but that's something like I'm learning too is like Amy's also very independent she's very capable she doesn't mm -hmm. really need me um it's it's more of like a nice to have um <laughs> and and so I think I, it's it's just one of those things like I think we're we're learning to live with the distance because it's like a temporary thing um I think you know it's also interesting like for me I've never dated an introvert before and so I think I've had mm. to like learn like, okay, how do I temper my extroversion or like, how mm. do I know when I'm not being too much or like, how do I, you know, like, how do I check myself to make sure like I'm giving Amy the space that she needs and the time to, you know, like um, recover or regroup um, and whatnot. And so I think that's just like more of a me thing. Like Amy's never asked for that necessarily, mm -hmm. but 
Um, I think I just want to be aware of that. And so, um, yeah, I think, but in the same vein, like I've been learning a lot too about how like she's not someone who needs me. Like I don't need to save her from mm. anything. I'm not, you know, I, I have the savior mm. mentality, but Amy's definitely taught me like that's, that's, it's not something she needs. And so um, mm. I think in that way, it's, uh, I've been learning a lot. Oh, that's wonderful. I love when you both talk about navigating the relationship. The thing that is challenging is you both pointed out the introversion, extroversion, and that difference, but then how much that helps you learn about the other person and also about yourself. So that's really awesome. What is like the one thing that you love the most about the other person? Hmm. There's so, so much, so (laughs) much to love about Anna. Um, But I think initially, um, I felt for her personality and not being apologetic or not being sorry about who she is. Mm. And I think growing up, I struggled. I definitely struggled with confidence and um, learning how to love myself. But um, she has taught me uh, a different side to loving yourself. And she's very goofy and she she knows what she wants. Um, She's also very extremely funny, <laughs> but I, I really, I really enjoy and I really love the fact that I'm comfortable in this relationship and that I'm able to be who I am and I genuinely feel like I'm myself around her and I find that very important in a relationship, uh, especially Comparing to my previous relationship, I find myself just just being myself. <laughs> um, but also, I love how well-spoken she is mm-hmm. and how she's able to enunciate her feelings and what she feels, which is completely different from me. I have to spend <laughs> days thinking about how I feel. Mm. And I... <laughs> I really love her little quirks, like her biting her nails like she is right now, Um, licking her fingers whenever she eats hot Cheetos or something like that. And I love her face expressions. Um, I love how this relationship is healthy, Mm. and I love how much I'm continuously learning from her, and how understanding she is there's just a lot but that was many things but that was beautiful <laughs> yeah thank you for sharing go I'm ahead sorry. No? i just have to answer real quick i just realized as amy has shared throughout this whole podcast that she has you know as an introvert and having someone like can't express her emotions i realize this question like kind of forces her to say all these things and anna's probably like yay these are all the things i want to hear <laughs> <laughs> as an extrovert i could totally understand i'm just saying <laughs> But um, it is it is nice. <laughs> I might listen to this podcast every night before I go to bed. Yeah. <laughs> and That's how about good. for you, Anna? What is it that you love most about Amy? Oh man, there's so many things. Um, I mean, yeah, honestly, like I think the thing that feels like very different um from past relationships is just like, I think a big thing, and I mentioned it earlier, was just like meeting her friends, and I think. That was something to me. I couldn't stop talking about it after because I was just like, wow, like I've I've never dated someone who like I love their friends too, you know, and like I didn't realize that was like very that was a big factor for me until I met Amy and her friends and just like seeing how like who she has in her life, how much they value her, how much she values them and just like seeing that interaction and then seeing from them how easy it was for like me and my closest guy friends to like come in and like be you know and and have a good time I think it just it just spoke volumes about Amy right like so many people love her so many people care about her um and she's like very genuine and thoughtful and kind and like that's like I don't even mean that on like the surface level sense like I think that's genuinely who she is like she's just it's a part of her being and she's not doing it for anyone else. And it's just really, it's just so authentic. Um, and honestly, like, I feel like I I just feel very lucky to be a part of her life and to be like, to love her and to be loved by somebody Mm -hmm. like her, because 
I just, yeah, it feels like to be in someone's orbit like that is, is really like, that doesn't happen very often. And, you know, on, on like the other, other things, like, I think she's like really funny. She's hilarious. Um, I love her toes. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I love like how much she loves her family and her nieces. And, Mm. uh, like, I love, like, I love how, like, you know, she teaches me so much, I, I started getting into gaming because of her. I played League of Legends. Oh. I got into Snapchat because of her. <laughs> she makes me feel young again. Oh, my God. That's so cute. <laughs> um, no, and I just, yeah, I like, you know, I think, I think she, you know, Amy has her little quirks too. Like her, uh, her hype, you know, hype up getting, getting, getting ready music is Christian praise songs. <laughs> that's what Mel listens to, to hype herself up for interviews. <laughs> You know, yeah, dude. I listen to like Christian yep, worship music yep. for sure. All of her uh, Spotify playlists have uh, cats on them with sunglasses, <laughs> even though she's uh, deathly allergic. Um, <laughs> Dang. Honestly, I could just. Uh, I feel like I hear. I've heard all this stuff from Anna already too. She's like, she's like, yeah. And then she's like, Amy has this cute, sexy gamer voice. I'm like. Okay, cool. <laughs> I hear all these different things, but I could just tell as a friend, you know, I know. Thank you for sharing all that stuff, both mm-hmm. of y'all. I just know when I'm hanging out with Anna, she like talks about Evie. She's very <laughs> like, she's very all about it. I could just tell. Um, so I'm also happy to hear that, you know, Amy, you're equally good into Anna. She is into you. I am. Um, <laughs> Love my life. <laughs> To wrap up today's episode, you know, what are your what are your long term plans, you know, and is someone going to be making a large move in the future? Um, yeah, um, I'm focusing. I mean, I am graduating this year, so I plan on relocating to her. Um, that's the easiest and I am very open to and um, I plan on finding a job there or going to grad school um, near her. And I also do want to experience California life um, and the nice weather that you all have (laughs) um, all the time. Um, But yeah, I think long-term plans, um, it'll probably be me um, moving there. And I'm very excited to be with her and uh, see Rue, Anna's dog, and um, yeah, just see where our relationship goes. Yeah, I mean, I think we're both open to it, though. Like, if that doesn't happen, yeah, I'm def- I think that's the part of what I think makes this relationship feel very solid is like we both have equal stakes in it, and I think we're both willing to sacrifice. Mm-hmm. Um, and so to do whatever it makes whatever to make it work, I think, um, is on both of our minds. So I feel very grateful to have an equal partner in that. Thanks. Oh, I wish you. For the record, all of my friends have like conceded and my family has conceded they're like so when are you moving to jersey <laughs> oh wow so, so i mean yeah. you have you did spend like a bunch of months there yeah. in the snow yeah. learning about that east coast life <laughs> we'll see <laughs> all right and with that this wraps up today's episode about finding loads of a podcast with this beautiful couple amy and anna thank you so much again for joining us i feel like i was smiling throughout the whole episode because i feel like i was kind of just watching a romantic movie and I just loved it. I got so invested. Um, but if y'all resonate with today's episode, please leave a heart emoji to share some love to Anna and Amy in our most recent Instagram post. All right. If you also want to follow on their love journey, um, you can follow them on Instagram. Anna, Amy, what are your handles so they can find you? Sure. Mine is at my name is Anna Lee. And you can find me on Instagram at amy.juhe. U I. <laughs> Wait, why are you laughing? <laughs> she spelled it out, you know. Now, now, no one better make make a mistake. <laughs> no one better slide through her DMs. Uh oh. <laughs> Just kidding. I don't want to. This is not a part two. Of yeah. This don't worry. We're, we're, we're secure. <laughs> If you don't already, please follow us on Spotify, subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, leave us a rating and review, and share this episode with your friends. You can also support us through monthly donations at anchor.fm slash asianbossgirl support, or get some merch at asianbossgirl.myshopify.com. 
If you resonated with today's episode, let us know in the comments of our IG post. And if you'd like to put faces to our names, you can find us on YouTube where we share vlogs, an audience Q&A segment called Dear ABG, and much more. Our handle on both platforms is at Asian Boss Girl. We do have a couple shout outs for this episode to Justine from Steven from Toronto. It's been incredible watching you blossom into the Asian boss girl that you are today. Keep it up and I'm excited to see where UX journey takes you next. To Jennifer from Martin from Seattle, thanks for being a kick-ass wife and mother. We're excited for you to take your next step at StockX and keep being the amazing person that you are. If you'd like to send a shout out to a friend, check out our link tree and our link in bio on our Instagram and click on shout outs. And last but not least, thank you to our super talented editor, Michelle, for working all of her magic on our episodes, including this one. And with that, we'll catch you all in the next episode. Bye. Bye.